When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And also mentioned, too, Alvin Kamara is going to be back week four. Week three is the last week of his uh, suspension, so that should help the New Orleans Saints offense as well. Go Falcons. Uh-uh. <laughs> were, were you waiting for it? Were you waiting for it, Harry? I thought we were going to get it. It was. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, I was going to sit back right there, and I was going to sit uh-uh. back right there. Uh-uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I know how crazy they get down there. Spooky, all the witchcraft that they promote down there in New Orleans. <laughs> Good Lord. Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. You got Harry Douglas getting his groove on. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. If you've had it rough so far with your NFL team, whether it's last week or they're 0-2 for the first two weeks of the season, your safe space to talk about how much your team is driving you nuts and how sad you are, we give you a chance to be a part of that safe space. Ten minutes from now, hit us up at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Space safe space, excuse me, all about no judgment. That's not what we do. You're allowed to talk, you're allowed to vent, whatever that is. Safe space by your NFL team ten minutes away, so line up right now, triple eight say ESPN. 888-729-3776. And I wonder how many Bears fans, Harry, we're going to get as a part of safe space after what they've gone through so far on Wednesday. They had their quarterback, Justin Fields, saying, you know what? We are 0-2 for a reason. I'm playing too much like a robot, and everybody's to blame for that, including me. I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just... Not, not not playing like myself. So um, um, my goal this week is just to say F and just go out there and you know play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and playing off of instincts rather than just you know so much so to say info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I mean just going back. So it's a game. Um, and, and, and that's it because that's when, you know, I play my best is I'm just out there playing free and uh, being myself. So bump all the, you know, what I should do, what I, this and that, like pocket stuff, like I'm going to go out there and be me. When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? You know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. By the way, they played the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, so things are about to get real cute with the Bears in Chicago. And, Freddie, I would say this. There's a give and take, right, when it comes to what coaches are presenting to you to get ready for a game on Sunday. Now, What do you mean by some, that for those who don't know? Well, there's some things that the coaches may present to you that, hey – the, this team likes to do this defensively. This is how we can exploit them. So there are certain things that you do want to listen to, 
But I think when it comes to playing the game at a high level and being at your best, yes, some things are instinctive, and you have to react to what you're seeing and not let people be in your head so much. But there Mm -hmm. is great information that coaches gives they they give us before we go play an opponent. Like I remember in my receiver room, I remember Terry Bisky, our receiver coach, talked about Joe Hayden. He was like, okay, he's going to jam with his outside arm. That's the arm you don't want to jam with if you're on the right side of the field as a corner. So all Julio would do is hit that arm, and it will be hard for that DB to recover from that. So those are little tips and nuggets coaches can give you. But when it comes to Justin Fields – uh, trying to be a pocket passer and, and and stuff like that, and you got to be better. And it, he understands those things. But when you get on the football field, just play the game of football. But I'm not going to sit up here and say don't ignore the information that your coach is giving you because right. some of the information may be intel for you to have an upper leg on your opponent. And speaking of coaches, Matt Eberflus, the Bears head coach, responded this way to what Justin Fields had to say about everybody's to blame, coaching, player, me, et cetera. We want his feedback. Um, you know, he wants our feedback. And that's how you get to honest conversations. The meeting we had this week was good. You know, it was good. Um, he expresses, you know, you know, what he would like. You know, I express what he's doing well, you know, what he needs to work on. And that's always going to be the case. It was a good conversation. I just want him to speak free. I want him to speak free to us. I want him to be honest. I want him to be, you know, forthright with what he's saying. And then, you know, can we work through this together to get him to play free and to have him have that flow? Harry, I'll throw this at you. Who's failed each other more? Has Justin Fields failed the Bears more or the Bears failed Justin Fields more? I think it's I think it I think they go hand in hand with one another. Okay. I think they both have failed one another, right? I think when you look at Iberflus and you look at Luke Getze and you have a young quarterback in Justin Fields and you see that guy as talented as he is, it's your job to unlock him. It's your job to put him in the best positions to be successful. It's also your job to make sure the communication between you, the head coach, and the offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, everyone's on the same page. If there's some things that he does not like, that make sure that the damn stuff is not in the game plan. If there's some stuff that he truly does love, make sure you put those type of things in the game plan and you utilize his skill set to the best of his abilities. abilities. Now, when you look at Justin Fields and the way he's played in his first two games – he hasn't played his best, right? And right. he's owned up to those things. He's took accountability for that. So for, when you look at it from that standpoint, Justin Fields hasn't done his part either. So now you have a coaching staff who may have failed Justin Fields up until this point. And also you have Justin Fields who hasn't played up to his capabilities. So I think that communication that they're just now having, which is weird to me, it, yeah. it, it was feasible for this thing to move forward and see what you can get out of it. Uh, now, like as 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 the season goes on, the quote the old school movie Q Han Luke. What we had here is failure <laughs> to communicate involving the Bears coaching staff and Justin Fields because I guarantee you that coaching staff had to have known how frustrated he was. I don't think he was walking in there looking like Jack Nicholson the Joker, waiting to get a load of me and thinking everything's going to be fine. But I also think on the other side, Justin Fields, if he didn't communicate that to the coaching staff his apprehension about the offense, his frustration with the offense, if he was playing good soldier trying to make it work. Both of these two, if they had any kind of misconceptions, if they had any kind of if they had any kind of bad feeling about what was going on, the fact that they waited until now to communicate that, that's a problem in Chicago. But, but also I would say, Freddie, that's why it's important to have people on staff or people in that building that can speak the same language as Justin Fields as well. They need to be on the same page. Right. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? So – like, when you look at Lamar Jackson when he had RG3 in his quarterback room and also 
him and John Harbaugh are able to have these conversations with one another. You you have people there for Lamar that can speak the same language as Lamar. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that benefits and helps him out tremendously. You look at their quarterback room, all of those guys in the quarterback room for Lamar look like him. (laughs) They look like him. They all played like him too. You, You see what I'm saying? So you have people that can relate to him, and that's something that gets lost when it comes to the National Football League, and I would also say college. Because you have a lot of these people in positions that, number one, can't relate to the players that they're coaching. Well, look at last year, the New England Patriots, with the whole thing with Mac Jones. Yep. He brought in two guys, one who had never called offensive plays before when it comes to Matt Patricia, and he was awful calling defensive plays when he played when he head coached the Detroit Lions. And you bring in Joe Judge, who washed out as a New York Giants head coach. He brought in both of those guys who had never called offensive plays before to have, be in charge of a guy that you really need a quarterback, and then they had to never look surprised when it didn't work out in New England. It's going to be the same situation here. You made the point about Matt Eberflus, a defensive guy. Luke Getze may have an idea how to go about it, but he doesn't work for Justin Fields. He works for Matt Eberflus, and Matt Eberflus says, this is what I want. Luke Getze got to say, well, I got to try, try to make it work with a guy that I know can do this, but it's not what the head coach wants in terms of what he believes is the kind of vision he wants for an offense that can be successful in the NFL. And I'm glad you brought up the New England Patriots, right, and, and Mac Jones, because now he has a guy in Bill O'Brien who can speak the same language as, as Absolutely. him. Yeah. So now you don't have that discourse from an offensive standpoint. You don't have Matt Jones coming to the sideline, dropping the F-bombs and saying <laughs> this offense sucks and we can read his lips because there's there's dysfunction in that category. Yeah, right now with the Chicago Bears, that dysfunction is affecting their function. And right now you add it all up, it is 0-2. And oh, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs are probably going to figure things out. May make the Bears 0-3 by the time it's all said and done when it comes to week three in the NFL. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Appreciate you joining us and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This is your safe space. Your sports therapy. Your chance to get it off your chest. Safe Space with Freddie and Harry. And it can be anything. Sports, something going on in your life, something going on in your job. This is your chance to be heard because there will be no judgment. That's what Safe Space is all about. We want to hear from you to be a part of the Safe Space at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Like we mentioned, it could be sports, it could be life, it could be whatever you want. But this is your chance to say, I feel safe here. That's what Safe Space is all about, so be a part of it right now at 888-729-3776. <clears throat> Scott in Iowa, kick off Safe Space on Freddie and Harry. Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Yeah, I've had it, Scott. I appreciate it. So, I've been a Bears fan for pretty much all my life. 06 was kind of my Super Bowl team. That I know they lost in the Super Bowl then, and obviously since then it was almost like the whole you know thinking you're going to go back every single year. And obviously, except for like one or two bright years, it's just been hot garbage ever since. And and it's just like the last almost even 10 years is every three years it's like wash, rinse, repeat. New coaching staff, new quarterback, new this. It's it's. Man, it's getting frustrating. I appreciate you guys basically talking about Justin Fields in the in the current situation with them right now. It's just it's it's getting it's getting old, and and I think Bears fans are are fed up. I tell you what, as a New York Jets fan, I know exactly what Scott and I was going through. 
I can't tell you how many countless times that a quarterback that they drafted, a quarterback that would show up, you're thinking this is going to be the guy leading the Jets out of the abyss of being a championship-less team since 1968. And like he said, that hamster always sees the same view. The dog in the back of the line of a dog sled. If he's the last dog, the view never changes. So Scott in Iowa, as a Jets fan, when it comes to that, I commiserate with you. I know exactly how you feel. Man, that must be miserable. For the dog or for Scott for me? <laughs> for <you and> Scott. <laughs> that could be 33 in the third, 33 in the third, 33 in the third, depending on the situation of the day. Christian in Louisiana, what you got for the spa- safe space, my friend? Man, we, we, we got Derek Carr, but it, it don't look like it's working out. We, we thought we bought a brand new car. I thought I had a Phantom. We, we, they, they bamboozled us. It turned out I got home, I look at the VIN number, it ain't nothing but a Chrysler 300 with the symbol on the front, man. <laughs> they got us. They got us, man. It still rolls. It's, it's still rolling, man, but it, it's a used car. And then I got bad credit, and we got we financed for six years. You know how much interest I'm about to pay on this car, man? Man, this ain't working, man. I think Christian Louisiana needs Ice-T ice to show up this house with Car Shield. But, but I would tell Christian, just give it some time because when you look mm-hmm. at the NFC South, yeah. the Saints have the best quarterback in that division right now. And I just think if that offense can be more consistent, if that offensive line mm-hmm. can do their job and be better than they, they have been in the first two games, also you're going to get Alvin Kamara. He's coming right. back yeah. in week four. Yeah. You already have Chris Olave and Michael Thomas together, and he looks like that can't guard Mike getting closer and closer yeah. to that, what we saw before injuries took away two seasons for Michael Thomas in New Orleans. Yeah, but Derek Carr also has to minimize those Bad moments like that interception he had versus Carolina. I was like, "Where is he even throwing? The, who is he throwing the ball to?" Yeah, even it was he like had three white jerseys and and or three Carolina jerseys and one New Orleans player there. Yeah, so. it's like he said to himself, "What am I doing? Yeah. I, I'm better than that." As far as that goes, AJ in Nebraska. Here's the safe space. What you got, my friend, on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio? Well, first of all, thanks for giving me a safe space to to let out for a second. Um, I'm a Browns fan 35 years, and it's getting rough, man. I just want a healthy season for everybody. I would just – I'm tired of these – just getting quarterbacks and coaches. I'm in the same same uh, boat as Scott from Iowa. I'm just tired of hurting about this team. And Nick Chubb going out, you could feel the collective gas from the Browns nation on Monday night. It hurts. No, to lose a football game in which your opponent did not have a trip in the red zone. Oof. Also, you almost doubled the yard, total yards than your opponent. Yeah. You almost doubled the total plays more so than your opponent. Mm-hmm. And you gave up two defensive touchdowns to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I would be upset, too. So, I think moving forward, a lot of this stuff is going to be on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson and what version of him we're going to be able to get. Can he protect the ball? Can he be efficient? Can he put this team on his back? Because he's going to have to do more now, more so than he did when Nick Chubb was there. And maybe it's me, and I'm, I know I'm going to be in the minority when it comes to this. I firmly believe that's exactly what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. I firmly believe that this is the kind of, not opportunity, I don't want to say that we're losing Nick Chubb, but the way that they have to win offensive games, now they can't win like that now. They yep. still need that running game. They have 
if not the best offensive line in football, they're in that box, they're in that room, they're in that category when it comes to Cleveland Browns' offensive line. But now all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson, can they're going to have to give him more responsibility, which is maybe exactly what he wants to show people exactly, that he may not be all the way back back, but he's close enough to being that guy. And if he is that guy, with their defense and the way that they can have our guys on the outside making plays, that could be exactly what Deshaun Watson needed to get going once again to be the Deshaun Watson we saw that was an elite quarterback not too long ago. Abraham in San Diego, thanks for calling us up here on Freddie and Harry to be a part of the safe space at 888-729-3776. Abraham, be safe. What you got? What's up, guys? Listen, this Charger team, this Charger ownership is wasting Herbert's career just like they did uh, Rivers because they're too cheap to hire a uh, a good coach. Uh, Brandon Staley is supposed to be a defensive guru, and he can't figure out this defense. They hired a $75 million cornerback who is getting torched every week. I'm sick and tired of it. I would say the defense and also the offensive line, um, they have to be better. The defense mm-hmm. in particular, when you have so many guys that's making a ton of money yeah. in which you brought over in free agency, and you just mentioned J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson has been missing in action. I haven't seen him play like the player he was with the New England Patriots since he arrived in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Right. That's a lot of money to pay for somebody I, not getting I, I a good return on investment. And also I think like when it comes to being smarter, they had two plays in that game versus Tennessee right. where you could have got off the field on third downs uh, from a defensive standpoint, and you get penalties – that continues the drive for Tennessee, and they go down and score a touchdown. Things like that can't happen. Yeah, especially you bringing a guy like you like he mentioned, Abraham in San Diego. They brought in Brandon Steele, who was named as a defensive guru, but the Rams were number 16 in total defense before he got hired. I wonder what they saw as a family with the Chargers to think that that could be the guy that was going to be better than Anthony Lynn, the guy you replaced. I know they've gotten into the playoffs, but a lot of people don't think too much about the future of Brandon Staley being the kind of coach the Chargers need when they thought they were getting a guy better than the guy he decided to replace in Anthony Lynn. Ken in the Virginia, in the state of Virginia, excuse me, Ken, it is a safe space. What you got, my friend? Yeah, why don't you, why don't the Jets bring in some of the free, uh, free agent quarterbacks and let them have a little competition and whoever wins takes over and let the, uh, let the young one turn around to get the experience of being with them, of being with them, and then turn around uh, until Aaron Rodgers come back. <laughs> he wants he wants Pro versus Joe's uh, uh, for the Jets quarterback. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he wants. He 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 essentially wants American Idol to replace Zach Wilson at quarterback. <laughs> it does not work like that, my friend. <laughs> JGT Jets got talent. <laughs> nice try, though, Ken. Doesn't work like that, though, my you man. Know, but Ken, as a fellow Jets fan, brother, I don't blame you. We've seen what we have with they Zach Wilson. They say anything. Anything but Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, a, B, Z. Anybody but Zach. They don't give a damn if it's Molly to me. Yeah, Send yeah. Molly to me to go play quarterback. You can give me somebody. If they throw the ball backwards, I'm good. <laughs> It'd be better than what we've seen from Zach Wilson throwing the ball forwards. Adam in South Dakota, what is the safe space you got for Freddie and Harry, my friend? Hey, guys. I have to tell you, uh, as a Minnesota Vikings fan, since 1998, I am absolutely terrified every time we kick the ball. So I'm just wondering if you can offer a safe space for for me on Sundays or Monday nights uh, (laughs) whenever we're attempting a field goal or an extra point because I am deathly afraid to watch these things happen. It's amazing how he mentioned that, Harry, because we were in the same boat when it comes to that safe space on the same day. 
Many people thought, man, Vikings are going to beat the Atlanta Falcons. They should take care of that business. My New York Jets that day were taking on the Denver Broncos, and the Jets had a 10-0 lead in Denver. They were clearly outplaying the Denver Broncos. Couldn't finish the job. The Vikings, one of the great offenses we've seen in the last 45, 50 years in the National Football League with Randall Cunningham and Chris Carter and also Jake Reed and Randy Moss and Robert Smith running behind that offensive line. Five, five Hall of Famers on that offense. And Gary Anderson, who had, had not missed all year, misses, and they don't beat the Atlanta Falcons. They didn't beat who? Go ahead and do the call. Ah, there you go. Ah, right. ah, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's, that's, how, that's how Vikings fans felt after that day. They were doing a little cuckooing, cuckooing, but not in a good way. One last one from Richmond in Louisiana. Richmond, what is your safe space on Freddie and Harry? Oh, man. Just like old boy was saying earlier back car. I'm a Raiders fan. I'll take him back. <laughs> now, I don't know what they see in Garoppolo and that win-loss record from the 49ers, but Josh McDaniels, he stunk it up the first couple games last year. He stinks it up again. We unloaded everybody that was potentially good, and I don't know where Hunter Renfro is. It's just depressing. I don't <laughs> And it's like that sometimes, too, like where you just you, you want to talk about it, but sometimes you don't even know what to say because things have been so bad. Uh-huh. Like that loss against the Buffalo Bills. And I should say it was something I kind of seen coming because right. we talked so badly about Buffalo and Josh Allen and the way he allowed mm-hmm. the Jets to win that football game. Right. That you had to know that he was going to come back and give it to everything Give everything to the, uh, uh, I almost said Oakland, Las, Las Vegas Raiders. Right now, I'm sure probably Raiders fans wish they were in Oakland and not in Las Vegas based on the <laughs> fa- passionate fan base that they had all that time. By the way, Jonathan Powell, last one, part of Safe Space at Coleman ESPN at HDUX83. He says, I'm a longtime Skins Washington football team commanders fan. Our last championship was in the 1991 season. I was 13. I feel the pain of Jets and Bears fans. Wow. <laughs> Joe Gibbs has had more racing teams than they've had championships <laughs> since 1991. <laughs> Joe Gibbs, Jonathan. man, that's, that's somebody Arthur Smith learned under. Yeah, well, well, it, you could not find a better person to learn under in terms of being a coach and being a people person than a guy like Joe Gibbs. And believe me, as a Cowboys fan, I should be morally opposed, but when you meet a guy like that that can have that kind of influence that Joe Gibbs has had, only good is going to come out of that. Also, of course, Harry, you're just going to shoehorn the Falcons in here somehow. We're talking about Joe Why Gibbs. not? They're 2-0. Why Joe not, Shannon? They're 2-0. When a team is 2-0, it doesn't matter what the segment is. You talk about that team. I didn't realize safe space became like, you know, take everybody out space based on your Falcons. I did get aggressive. Yeah, yeah just a, just but a I'm little sorry. bit. Everybody's team can't be 2-0. Nothing yeah. personal. Just business. For your sake and for this show's sake, I clearly, <laughs> clearly hope your Falcons don't go south sooner or later because if they do, Shannon Penn and Devin Kane are going to let you they have it. They better hope. They better hope and pray. Mm-hmm. Them, ah, them dirty birds. <laughs> don't go up to Detroit uh-huh. and beat them Lions, who everybody has crowned as being a contender. They better hope and pray. Well, including yourself. Including yourself. Including yourself. You crowned them as contenders as well. Yeah, exactly. You did. The Falcons, you, and the Lions, you, Y-O-U, H-A-R-R-Y, you. We'll see. <laughs> oh, now we'll, now we'll see. Oh, we'll now see. we'll see as far as that goes. We'll see.
Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. We know that Harry's Atlanta Falcons will not be the worst team we saw this weekend in the NFL. But who are the five that made that list? This is ESPN Radio. So oh, it, my it, goodness. Yeah, he's- this is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. You put us together, you get Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Before we get to the five teams that were the worst in the NFL in Week 2, trade news involving the Los Angeles Rams and the Minnesota Vikings. Cam Akers have been in Chateau de Bow Wow since training camp by the Rams. As a running back, they traded in the Minnesota Vikings for a swap of 2026 draft picks. That's according to ESPN's own Adam Schefter. By the way, Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings head coach, he was with Cam Akers together in Los Angeles, wanted to work with him again in Minnesota. So let me get this straight, Harry. They don't want to pay a Dalvin Cook, a four-time pro bowler, but they'd rather take a chance on a guy that may not have that much left when it comes to Cam Akers because they literally traded him for two non-human beings when it comes to 2026 draft pick. Well, you, I think the money plays a factor in this. When you look at the money that Cam Akers is making and also the money that Dalvin Cook would have been making, uh, on top of – there, there had to be a sense of, okay, we won so many one-score games mm-hmm. in 2022. If it gets to that point, how many do we actually think we can win? And we've seen the Minnesota Vikings get rid of a lot of veterans right. this past offseason. So maybe yeah. they're trying to rewrite the ship without really saying we're, they're rewriting the ship. Yeah, the Vikings are basically the job lot version of the NFL. <laughs> Every, yeah. Everything must go, everything at a discount price. Dalvin Cook out, Cam Akers in. The Vikings making the trade to Los Angeles Rams for a, a swap of 2026 draft picks. Cam Akers no longer in the doghouse in L.A. He gets a new team to play with in Minnesota. But do the Vikings make this week's version of this? It was a bad week for some this week in the NFL. In trouble, sack, fumble, first and goal. 
who was the worst of the worst? You're the worst. You're the worst. Find out now. This is the lower five. Anybody can have power rankings, but not everybody can have weekly updated the opposite of power rankings because that's what this show does. It's not the five worst teams in the NFL right now. It's the five worst teams from this weekend, week two, in the National Football League. We never start at number one. We always start with... Number five. Number five. <laughs> good improvisation I tr- I there, Good Number improvisation. five. Good improvisation there, Harry. Well done by you as far as that goes. The Jets are number five as far as I'm concerned because I know you're, placed, you're playing against that Dallas Cowboys defense. They're going to make a lot of offenses look like they don't have any business being on a football field. But just the way that it looked, we should not have been surprised because we've seen this from Zach Wilson before. That defense can only do so much when they're playing 81 snaps compared to 53 for the offense of the New York Jets. We have the Jets at number five. Yeah, also I think when you look at Mike McCarthy calling plays for the Dallas Cowboys, he made things look a lot easy, yeah. easier on the football field for that offense than we've seen probably in the past. Also, I did not like the game plan from Nathaniel Hackett from an offensive standpoint, so that allowed things to not look so, so great from an offensive standpoint as well. Number four. I hate to do this to our boy Richmond in Louisiana, but he kind of did it to himself talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep. They're at number four. I mean, they looked all right when they won game one against the Denver Broncos. I wonder how much of that had was the Broncos losing it more than the Las Vegas Raiders winning it, but a win is a win in the National Football League. They're so precious to get. But after a 7 nothing lead, and that place at Orchard Park in New York where the Buffalo Bills play was silent. Then you looked up, and they put a 38-burger on the Raiders. It looked like they just said, oh, that's enough of that. We're 1-1. One and one. We're good with that. They're number four this week. Yeah, Freddie, watching that game, I thought the Buffalo Bills dominated the offensive line and also the defensive line against the Las Vegas Raiders. And the sacks didn't show for the Buffalo Bills, right. but the pressure on the quarterback, the tackles for loss showed up um, when watching that film. Also, when you look at the Buffalo Bills and the way they were able to run the football very, very effectively, I think it was 35 rushes for over, I think over 100 and I think 70 yards against that Raiders defense. So uh, that's why the Raiders right now are number four on this list. Number three. Harry Douglas, we got the Carolina Panthers at number three. Yeah, they look like the bad news bears, and we haven't even got to the damn bears yet. Uh, Bryce Young is a quarterback that I always deem as cool, calm, and collected, but the offensive line and then their inability to protect the quarterback, also the skill position players lacking speed and someone a, a deep threat to take the top off the defense. Bryce Young missing some throws, some throws that I've never seen him miss at the collegiate level, but also this is the National Football League. Yeah. You're going to have the ebbs and flows. You're going to have your highs and your lows. you got to still stay cool, calm, and collected. Uh, but the Panthers are definitely number three on this list. He was not a participant in practice today because he's dealing with an ankle injury that he suffered Monday in that loss in the New Orleans Saints. And you're right From about getting hit so doggone much. And running for some doggone much as well. You put both of those together, you get an injured quarterback in week two already when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. And he understands what this process is going to look like. But Bryce, Bryce Young has always been the kind of person that said, throw something in front of me, I'm going to find a way to vault over it. Mm-hmm. So far in the first couple of weeks, the vault has landed on him. He has not been able to scale that vault when it comes to his progress. These are the lower five, the teams that were the worst this weekend in the NFL when it comes to week two on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We never go from number one to five. We go from five to one. The Jets were at five. The Raiders at four. The Panthers at three. That means we're up to number two. The Houston Texans are number two, but don't blame C.J. Stroud. Not his fault. 
He has shown that that skill level, once you have playmakers around him, once you get a competent offensive line in front of him, and believe me, D'Amico Ryans in charge of that team is going to do that. But C.J. Stroud has shown that, yeah, he can make some big-time throws despite the fact he has company all the time in the pocket and it's not good company crashing his house each and every possession. And I'm glad you said we're not going to blame C.J. Stroud, but I'm going to blame that offensive line because, like Charles Barkley say, they just terrible. You talk about the first week they were terrible, and this week they were terrible. Allowed six sacks, and we talked about that young quarterback in Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, getting hit frequently. And on the opposite side, when you looked at the Colts, Anthony Richardson had his way Absolutely. with this with this with this defense. Gardner Minshew came into the game, had his way with this defense as well. So Texans, you're number two on the list. Mm. Gardner Minshew was nineteen to twenty three, and two of those were drops by did that some, quarterback. Did somebody say efficient? Yeah. <laughs> Very. Yeah. He wasn't deficient. He was efficient, making <laughs> sure the Colts did not lose to the Houston Texans. So the Texans are number two. So who is number one for the worst team in the NFL this weekend is number one. The Chicago Bears. And all that has gone on, losing 27-17 to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As it turns out, Harry, that was not even the worst of it because Justin Fields today said he feels like a robotic quarterback. He tried to let it be known that it could be coaching, could be him. It's probably everybody. Then he he clarified those comments by saying, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm going to take the blame on this one. It has been some kind of Wednesday, some kind of 0-2 start. For a team at the worst week in the NFL this weekend, the Chicago Bears. Yeah, this looks like a team that had the number one pick uh, overall in the 2023 NFL draft before they traded out. And they also look like a team that's going to have it in the 2024 NFL draft. On top of having Carolina's pick, which we the team that we have at number three mm-hmm. as worst teams right now in the National Football League or last week. So, I, maybe they can fix it. Maybe they can fix it. But right now, it's not looking good. Yeah, right now <laughs> – Sometimes something can be too broken. That's almost impossible to fix. You're hoping that the Bears are not at that level barely two weeks into the season. Uh-oh. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I know we do this weekly uh-huh. list, the lower five, every Wednesday right here on Freddie and Harry, looking at the worst teams from the week. Shannon Penn crashing the party. Look How, out now. You tell me. Make it make sense. Why aren't the Cardinals on this list? I know we had our pre-show meeting earlier today, and I brought up the card, and he was like, and I said, hey, they blew a 21-point lead. And somebody was like, hey, they had to get up 21 first. No, 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 no. Let me it ain't tell that you easy. Let they had me five, tell teams, you why, Mr. five teams in here that had a worse performance why. than the Arizona Cardinals. Let me tell you why, Mr. Penn. Because <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals, we didn't expect a damn thing from this season. Uh-huh. The Arizona Cardinals in two games have been dogfighting. Dogfighting to get a win. Mm-hmm. So I have to look at that and take that into consideration. They were up big, and yes, the opposing team came back and won that game. But Say, I their never ex- Say their name. I never expected Say it. the Cardinals to be up on the Giants nah, in the first place. Boy, I knew you could. Well, everything you said about the Giants, it would think I would I would think it'd be a worse loss for the Cardinals, given that you guys, you know, you, you don't think the Giants are all that. Well, so the Giants maybe, are not all that, but okay, also we're, the we're Cardinals have Friday. not gotten. A, we'll talk on Friday, Devin. The, the Giants, the Giants <laughs> almost went, the Giants almost went zero for two thousand twenty three until the second half. Mm. <laughs> almost, <laughs> yeah. They they scored they scored not they scored nine point. In the first six quarters, as my luckily, mom used to say, they scored their point in the first six quarters. Daniel Jones was Danny Dimes in the second half, and it, he wasn't the big apple turnover that he was yes. in, in week one versus the Dallas Cowboys. So yeah. I got to give him a round of applause. Right. 
Had a baby, Danny Dimes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Thursday night football is coming up. We will address this on Friday, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you stay tuned in. Put it this way. He was not the Big Apple turnover in the second half, but on Thursday, he's going to be the Big Apple donut by the time those 49ers mm-hmm. are done with that offense. Oh, too bad we Danny don't do Dimes. lower five on Fridays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 he, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I love with Shannon Penn, Devin Kane, and Mark Morales here on Freddie and Harry. We can confirm two things when it comes to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and Odell Beckham Jr. and also his new girlfriend when it comes to Kim Kardashian. Plus, a man was taken in custody for walking naked through a Dallas airport terminal. What, what? could possibly go in wrong? In his birthday suit. In his birthday suit. Insanity. What, Plead a, insanity. When a man is walking through a birthday suit through an airport, what could possibly go wrong? Excuse me. All right next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Let me tell you why, Mr. Sheriff. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Don't forget about us on Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio each and every afternoon. If you missed on anything in the world of sports outside of that, we make sure you're caught up just like this. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. From the What Could Possibly Go Wrong department, a man was taken into custody on Monday night after walking naked through the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport at approximately 10, 15 p.m. Airport police, I'm trying not to laugh, responded to a call. At that time of a man not wearing clothing and walking inside Terminal C at the airport. What? Officers made contact with the man and took him to custody for a mental evaluation. There's actual video of this naked man circulating, walking in the terminal, in the video, a guy can be heard saying, and I quote, there's a naked guy in the airport, end quote. The naked man heard the person say this and pointed at him. The person took the video, pointed back at him and said, yes, there is my man. On Wednesday, the video had accumulated over one million views. Boy, some curious minds out there. I'm not that curious to see a naked dude, <laughs> me, man. Me either. Mm-mm. I won't be watching that video. Mm-mm. But, I, like, what you? Mushrooms? What, what do you think he had, to, like, to walk through an airport naked? Yeah. Yeah, like, not naked. You're right, naked. N-E-K-K-I-D, ne- not naked. N-A-K-E-D. Yes, naked. To walk through that thing naked. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, <laughs> how many mushrooms would you have to eat to walk through an airport naked? I hope that's the case because if he did this strictly on oxygen, then that dude's got some issues. Oh, yeah. That required tissues. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of tissues. And his birthday suit. And his birthday suit. Speaking of tissues, going the opposite of that. Brewster Gratterall's mother, Ismalia, had a chance to see her son pitch a scoreless eighth inning as the Los Angeles Dodgers ride for a 3-2 victory over the Detroit Tigers. You're probably saying to yourself, yeah, it's great. Mom saw her son play. The last time these two saw each other was seven years ago. She arrived from Venezuela on Sunday night, seeing her son, a 25-year-old right-hander for the Dodgers, for the first time in seven years, and he pitched a scoreless inning after seeing his mom for the first time since he was 18. Yeah, this is beautiful because this happens a lot, though, when you have these players coming over from other countries yep. and, you know, trying to work their way up to the major leagues, mm-hmm. especially when they're in triple-A, double-A, single-A, they don't see their families for a very, very long time. And yeah. then when you have opportunity to pitch a game and do well, but your mother is there, the the emotions, the real raw emotions of that, 
uh, I think are very, very heavy, and I'm glad he got to see her for the first time in seven years. And That's I wish special. You, yeah, and I wish I could remember the player in the university, but he had senior night in college basketball, and he hadn't seen his mom since he got to the school. And the school hooked it up with his mom so she could be there and did not tell him. So he's just walking in the arena, and he's on the floor of the arena. Then he looks up and sees his mother coming down the stairs, and he was completely, completely overcome. Was it Bol Bol, by the way? I don't think so. I don't think it was him, but it was somebody along those lines. Anytime you have that kind of emotion, that is always, always a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Now for the TMZ portion of another Uh-oh, news. Oh, here we go. Buckle Freddie up, and ladies Harry and gentlemen. And ESPN Radio. According to Jason Kelsey, brother Travis Kelsey, media darling that he is, both of those guys, everybody's wondering about his brother Travis and Taylor Swift. Are they an item? Older bro Jason was on Philadelphia WIP Sports Radio 94, and he said... Tony kind of blindsided me with that question on Thursday night, and I uh, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard to answer because I don't really know a lot about what's happening in Travis's love life, and I try to, like, keep, uh, you know... You know, his business kind of his business sure. and stay out of that world, uh, you know. But having said that, man, I I, I, I think he's doing great. And I think it's all 100% true. And I hope that this soon goes a mile down, Jim. Wow. He shot Whoa. his shot. And Travis Kelsey landed Taylor Swift. And it's like that sometimes. Like the Bible says, you have not because you ask not. If you don't have an op, if you don't try to engage mm-hmm. and you miss the opportunity, mm-hmm. now you got to live with that for the rest of your life. Now, she would have said no, yeah. and that would have been it. At least he tried. Right. But at least we he, all laughed at him at first, but now. No, I didn't laugh. I knew better. I said, look mm, look yeah. at things yeah. that have come yeah. to fruition. Yeah, because just like the song by Houdini, because all in all, I had a ball. One love, one love. You're lucky just to have just one love. He had a vision. He yes, had he a did. vision for his love life. Yeah. And yeah. look at him now. Yeah. So good for Travis Kelsey. Maybe not so much good for Odell Beckham Jr. Uh-oh. According to TMZ, they're not just hanging out. They've been dating for more than a little bit. We should have known what? this, Harry, because what happened to Odell Beckham Jr. this weekend? He got, he got injured. Oh. When you're around a Kardashian and you're an athlete, you get injured. We told you so. We told you to stay away, didn't we? So didn't we tell right you now, to stay Reggie away? Bush and James Harden going, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm We tried to warn you. So Odo Beckham Jr. gets injured again. Now you know why. Those Kardashians are career killers when it's all said and done. Amber and Ian comes your way next. So Harry Dugs are Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the Mighty ESPN Somebody Radio. Somebody pray for him. God bless and keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.